I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN's Big Bet with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. We are back for our number two of Big Bets here on VSIN. Dave Ross and Amal Shaw here at South Point Casino and Hotel in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Wyatt was saying during the break he loved my, my uh, Marine Corps story with the, with the Navy back in Desert Storm, where I was told by a Navy doc that the Giants had missed a field goal and the Bills won the Super Bowl. And then three months later, I was told that it was inversed. It was the Bills that missed the kick and the Giants that missed the, that won the Super Bowl. And I said, Doc, that's a very big piece of information to get incorrect. I mean, information is key. Now, back then in 1991, we didn't have Twitter. We didn't have cell phones. So I had to wait three months to find out that the team I thought won the Super Bowl did not, in fact, win the Super Bowl. That's why I was so surprised you referenced the Navy today. We have a love-hate relationship <laughs> with the Navy. Let's bring in uh, Jonathan Davis. We love to talk puck with Jonathan. Of course, he is the host of Ice Cap and Sirius XM, NHL, and the host of Show Me the Money. What a great name for a show. Jonathan, great to have you back on, my friend. Let's talk all things puck. I was going through some of your, your notes on today, and one that really stuck out to me was Tampa Bay on the road, that this has been a moneymaker if you've been following this. They find themselves in that spot tonight as a road favorite to like the great Jesse James and the, and the road dog in, in wrestling days. So what do you make of Tampa Bay on the road tonight? Well, yeah, I mean, look, th this is a team that's Jekyll and Hyde. When they're a road dog, they're 0-7 this year. And when they're a road favorite, they're 11-4. I was I was a little surprised when the line opened. You know, it was like it was minus 115 Colorado in the overnight line. And now we're seeing, you know, I think minus 120, minus 125, depending upon where you're 
where you're getting it at. So as I say, shop around. I, I, look, the Lightning to me are the better team. I got the better goalie. I got a small price. Um, I just think, you know, Colorado's just not there yet. And by the way, Dave, I like the result that you got from that Super Bowl game between the Giants and Bills better than what the actual one was. Jonathan, I, I said I'm the only person, at least in North America, that knows what it feels like for the Bills to actually have won the Super Bowl because I felt <laughs> it for three months. I wonder if that's like, you know, Maple Leaf fans out there in Toronto going, I need to know what that feels like. It, of course, it was stolen valor, if you will, and quickly taken away. But, Jonathan, you're right. I mean, it was, it was a euphoric feeling for all of us that ever lived in upstate New York. Yeah, look, growing up in, in, in Toronto and being a huge Bills fan, uh, yeah, a lot of heartbreak. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, we're not going to talk about the GTA right yeah. now. I want to go to the game of the night. And first of all, kudos to you for the jersey behind you. The greatest born American oh, hockey wow. player of all time, Mikey Modano. And by the way, a big umbrage with, uh, I had to get that word in today for you, uh, <laughs> with John Bouchergross saying it's Patrick Kane. It'll always be number Ooh. nine. Thank you very much. Great matchup tonight, the Bees and the and the Stars tonight. Tremendous goaltending matchup. Probably two favorites for the Vesna between Olmark and Ottinger. Ottinger playing very well, but Linus Olmark, 26-4-1. Uh, Jonathan, I can't recall a goaltender having this type of performance this far into the season. He's been out of his mind. Boston continues to be a stellar team. Minus 120 in this game. Any particular leans or any angles on this one for you? Yeah, I mean, for me, look, the Bruins have dominated the series. They've won 7 of 10. So, you know, I like the Bruins here on a short price. Both these teams have struggled of late. There's no no question. And Boston looked really flat in their game against Washington uh, coming out of the break. The other thing with this one, the under has been the big trend. Eight uh, of the last meetings have gone under. The Stars have played eight straight unders. Six of the last eight of the Bruins games have gone under. So, for me, yeah. Uh, I like Boston here. They're also 12-4 and four as a road favorite. The Stars just 0-2 uh, as a home underdog. Mm. You know, real quick, I want to ask you, uh, Minnesota Wild have been struggling a little bit outside of the break, and then Boston only has only played one game. Do you like the unbalanced schedule coming out of the All-Star break? I mean, Boston and St. Louis had ridiculously lengthy layoffs, which I thought is great for those teams, but then you see other teams playing a plethora of games just immediately right out of the break. Well, look, Mike Palm was the one that turned me on to the trend about, you know, play against the team that's yeah. playing their first game out of the break against the team that's already played a couple. Uh, it was looking really good until Saturday when the trend just kind of hit a bit of a bump. But, yeah, I don't like it. I, I think, it, you know, what we've seen in the past, you know, going into Saturday night, it was only 11 wins out of 42 games for the team that was playing their first game against a team that already had games under the belt. So it, it has been a decided disadvantage for a team getting all that rest. You know, Jonathan, one thing I'm noting is we saw for a while when scoring was certainly up at the beginning of the year, you can kind of paint these totals at six and a half pretty much across the board. On tonight's slate, I'm seeing a couple five and a halves out there. So it feels like we're, we're getting a little bit of, uh, you know, coming back to the mean a little bit. What do you make of that subtle change here? And again, scoring has been up over the course of the year, but yet we're starting to see some unders come into vogue. Well, yeah, look, I mean, the Bruins game opened at six, quickly dropped to five and a half. You know, I would still even buy the juice at minus 130 and, and, and get six, to be honest with you. But, you know, low scoring games there. The Islanders have been in a lot of low scoring games. So, you know, you tend to see those five and a halfs with, with the Islanders and, and the Bruins at times. Uh, but, hey, look, generally, it's not been a good play. You just continue to play. You know, I would continue to play the over for the most part. Let's talk about one that that uh, I'll be curious to get your thoughts on. It's a six right now when I look at the crack and it gets the Jets here. Uh, what do you make of this one tonight north of the border? 
Well, the Jets have been an under-machine, guys. They've, they're have 32-16-5 this year to the under. They've only had one over in their last 12 games. Now, it could be David Riddick tonight. Connor Hellebuck is, is ailing. But, you know, I took a look, and, and Riddick uh, has not been fallen. They've not fallen victim to playing an over with Riddick and Ned. He's done a solid job as a backup. I wouldn't be scared if he is the goalie tonight. Uh, definitely got to play the under, as I said. Uh, both meetings this year, 3-2 results. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. Hellebuck and Riddick have both done a nice job. I want to go specifically to the Pacific Division, and the reason why I bring this up, uh, Jonathan, I want to get your opinion on this. I was looking at the bets for the futures. Right now, Vegas about 2-1 to one to win this division. Uh, Kings were 6-1, to one, which surprised me. Kraken at about 3-1, uh, to one, and then the Oilers at 2-1 to one also are about 250 to win this division. Who do you like to win this division? I, I personally feel L.A. is being a little bit slighted. Last night, thought Copley played well. They give up two late goals against Buffalo. Really dominant in the second period. They score four goals there. I, I think it's. I think the odds just justify playing L.A. Do you see an edge one way or the other for the other teams or someone that stands out? I think from a value standpoint, I think the L.A. Kings are a good bet at 6-1. to one. There's no question. Uh, I think Edmonton's been, you know, is the best team. And, you know, I think really since January, um, they, the Oilers have been the best team in the Pacific Division. So I, I think the Oilers win the division from a value standpoint. I like Los Angeles. I, I like your answer. But my question to you is, are you comfortable with Skinner and Campbell in that? The one thing that I push back with Edmonton is we know how good yeah. 97 and Dreisaitl are. Um, but I look at this team defensively and I am a little bit concerned that they're just going to be outscoring you. Whereas, you know, you reference Winnipeg. I love the analogy you use with them. They're unders because we know how well Hellebuck and Riddick have played all year. Yeah. You know, I really like the way the Oilers have played, uh, you know, really for the last month, guys, one of the things, two things that they did. Well, one thing they did is they've gone to 11 forwards and seven defensemen as opposed to the traditional 12 and six. So that's given Connor and Leon more ice time. It's given them, it's given them more ice time with the bottom six. They're getting more balanced scoring. I think the Edmonton Oilers are going to make a trade to bolster their back end. You know, they're in the Eric Carlson discussions. Don't know if that can happen. But the other thing also, you know, what I like about the Oilers and I like about Jack Campbell, I think he's now won eight straight decisions um, has Jack Campbell. And the thing with Jack is that, you know, he's not given up the bad goal at a bad time. You know, he, he's really he's really settled in. So that's been a big difference for for Edmonton. You know, if Edmonton can get to four, I think that they've only lost four games this year. Uh, when they've scored at least four goals, or at least in their victories this year, guys. I think they've won something, you know, it's like 90% of their wins that they've scored four or more. So if they can get to that number, even if Jack gives up three, they're in good spot. I like that point you made on the goals there. By the way, somebody asked me on Twitter one time, how come I never mentioned Connor McDavid by name? Mm-hmm. I'm like, when you're that good. Don't have to. Just 97, 66, yeah. 99, 8. You know who they are. That's it. End of story. The great eight in D.C., that's for sure. All right, let's stay on this divisional theme here because uh, outside of the Bruins uh, in the Atlantic at, you know, a minus 3,500, they look like a, a lock to win that division. When I look at the Metro here and Carolina now over a $3 betting favor to win it, are the other two teams live? Is Jersey live here potentially at plus three thirty, and maybe the the blue shirts uh, as a long shot at twelve to one? Yeah, look, Jersey is is live. You know, they're it's it's you know they're gonna they're missing Jack Hughes, and that's a that's a huge loss. Um, look, I still like the Rangers at the end of the day. To I think they're like I've got them at eighteen to one to win the cup. I think they're the best team in this division, especially with the addition of Tarasenko. There's no one deeper than the Rangers. Can they? Can they win the division? I think they've got a good chance. Look, they they stomped on Carolina on Saturday. 
Uh, I just like this team because they've got three studs on the blue line. They've got one of the best goalies in the NHL, and they're deep down the middle. That's the, that's the components that you need to win a cup. So maybe don't look at the Rangers to win the division, but I would definitely bet them on the cup. I think, they, I think they're now at around anywhere from 14 to 16 to 1. I think that's tremendous value on the Rangers. Wow, 15 to 1 is what we're seeing here. So to Jonathan's point, even though it's 12 to 1 to win the division, maybe it's too uh, deep a, a hole to dig out of, but maybe really in the big futures market here, they could be very live. Well, I agree with you on Shesterk, and this guy can stand on his head when we get to the post. And did you like the acquisition of uh, Senko to uh, Tarasenko to, from the Blues to the Rangers? Oh, I loved it. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it just gives them a guy. You know, this is a guy that that, that plays big in the playoffs. So, you know, he he he'll do all the dirty work. He'll play he'll play in front of the net. Uh, it's a great ad ad for them. And I think also what it does is it it tells the rest of his teammates that hey, we're look. You know, what management did was they said, hey, look, we we're committed to winning. We think we've got a really good team. We just got ourselves a stud player. I think it sends a fantastic message to the New York Rangers. You got about 30 seconds to go, Jonathan. We were talking a lot about the unders. Maybe an over. Do you like tonight when you look at the Panthers and the Blues in St. Louis? Is that a possible play there? Yeah, that one is is definitely live for me. Panthers and Blues. The other one I would look at is San Jose and Pittsburgh. The Sharks, another team that's an over machine. All right. Uh, absolutely love it. Uh, Jonathan, appreciate the uh, puck talk as always. Again, give him a follow as I do at West Coast Hockey. Uh, take out the O and the E in hockey. And then I think we're there, right, Jonathan? Couldn't afford the other letters. He's still in my line. That's one of my lines. <laughs> by, by the way, next time you're on, he's going to tell us who's going to win the West. I'll tell you right now, it's the Dallas Stars. Bye-bye. I love it, as always, Jonathan. Appreciate it. Enjoy the puck action tonight. When Thank we come you. back, we got breaking news in the NFL. I'll tell you how it might affect those futures markets. Come on back. It is Big Bets on these. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. 
Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on the NHL, NBA, or college basketball, the VEASAN experts have got you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of just $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides for the biggest games of the season, where experts break down brackets, best bets, and daily props. Don't miss out on this limited time offer, so visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe today to sign up for just $9.99. That's VSIN. Slash subscribe. Back alongside them all, Shaw Dave Ross here. I have mentioned we got some breaking news in the NFL. The team with the longest odds to win next year's Super Bowl would be the Arizona Cardinals and the Houston Texans. They are both knotted up right now as I look at uh, about um, 20,000. Well, we got a new head man in Arizona. It is official. Jonathan Gannon. He is now officially the new head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. So this means when you look at the Eagles at nine to one right now to win next year's Super Bowl, Nick Sirianni will be without his top two assistants going in because on this day, he loses not only his ace uh, OC and Shane Steichen to the Indianapolis Colts, but he loses his DC Jonathan Gannon, who is now going to take over the ship in Arizona, if it hasn't already hit the Titanic with Kyler Murray at quarterback, good luck filling up those holes. I would agree with you there. It's going to be interesting in terms of uh, how this plays out. Obviously, if you're Gannon, look, I think anytime you can land a job in the Valley, regardless of what it is, it's a great day. Uh, it's a great place to live. So you got an opportunity. They're not as far away. San Francisco is obviously the class of that division. But I think they can easily be a team that contends for second place in that division fairly quickly. Wow. 
And again, it, it kind of gets back to that old adage sometimes, if you, you, you break up with somebody who might be a brunette, then you go to a blonde. You had an offensive guy in Cliff Kingsbury, and now you're going to a defensive guy in Jonathan Gannon. So how, how quickly, because if you think this team's got some talent, 201 there to win the Super Bowl next year is what we're seeing. Longest odds on the board with the Texans. What do you make of what they would have to do in order to really be able to compete, forget about a Super Bowl, just in the West, as you alluded to? Well, I, I think San Francisco, from a talent standpoint, minus the quarterback position, is still the most talented team in the NFL. So uh, it'll be a challenge against beating out or unseating the 49ers from the top of the spot. They've got to get Kyler Murray to, first of all, realize you're no longer just absolutely unequivocally the best athlete on the field. Right at the high school level, the collegiate level, he was without question that. And he probably still is when even in the NFL. But the other guys can run and they can play as well. He's got to cut down on the turnovers. If they can make the play, sometimes the most prudent play is one where you throw it away and mm-hmm. just survive to see another play or another down. And then defensively, they've, they've got to be better. They had too many issues in the red zone where they didn't convert what should have been touchdowns. They ended up kicking field goals. They've got to be better. Again, when you look at the, the longest odds on the boards, the, the three longest are all teams now with new head coaches. I don't think that's by happenstance, right? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times you look at, say, a, a D'Amico Ryans in, in Houston now, and you look at Shane Steichen now in Indianapolis. You look at Jonathan Gannon in Arizona. They've got to put staffs together. Remember, they were, the, they were part of those staffs in San Francisco and, and in Philadelphia. And now i got to put a staff together them all. That's got to be a daunting task for young head coaches, well, new head coaches. I don't care really how old you are. You've never done this before. You've never put a staff together at this level. So, like, for if I'm Jonathan Gannon, the higher I got to nail and I got to just knock out of the park is the OC because that's what Cliff Kingsbury did with his guy in Kyler Murray. They were supposed to be joined at the hip. And now, you know, you get a GM's gone, and, and then Kyler's still there. You got a new quarterback coming. Man, that's got to be a, a significant hire for Arizona and Jonathan Gannon to say, all right, my first day in the job, job number one, what do I do about my quarterback? Yeah, I would agree with you. Look, to me, and this, I actually should apply for this job with the Arizona Cardinals. I would be a spokesperson. It's such a great place to live. It'd be such a great place to attract free agents to. You know, what, what's the pitch when you're going to play for the Bills? Listen, in January, there's like an 80% chance you're going to have to shovel four feet of snow off your front doorstep in your garage door to be able to get out of the house. Here, you might have to wait for a tea time in January for about an hour. Oh, uh, hold up, hold up. Great wings the, in, in In the summertime, it's 120 degrees for four months straight, and you get lucky to see a cloud. Okay, first of all, let no, me no, tell no. you something. As a guy who's born and raised in this town, you know what the biggest problem with living here in the summertime is not the 110 degrees, 120 degrees. It's that it's so cold in every building you go to because the AC is going full bore like they don't even pay for it. We need it. It's so hot outside. I don't disagree with you, but you got to carry a jacket when you walk into the casino because it's so cold outside. Ever walk into a poker room in July? People think you might be robbing a 7-Eleven if you walk in with a jacket on because you're going to play poker. I mean, real estate's all about location. So it's location, location, location. I'm telling you right now. So if you like the heat, you go to Arizona like Jonathan Gannon is. And if you like the cold, you might stay up there in Buffalo like Sean McDermott. Listen, to me, the Raiders, the Cowboys, the Texans, uh, Tampa, the Jags, the Dolphins, and the Cardinals, these are all teams that should be able to bring in free agents and do well. Because this is where people, players retire to. Three of the places I mentioned have no state income tax. Right. So imagine on eight or nine games a season where you're not paying state tax as well. Out of the new hires that we have, okay, again, two in the same division here in the AFC South. 
with Ryan's going to uh, to Houston and today uh, Shane Steichen going to Indianapolis. Out of these new coaches, which one do you think, when you look in the futures market, could have the most success right away? Because I look at the divisions and I go, man, I know that the NFC West might not have seen that daunting, but they, you know, the Rams just won the Super Bowl last year. We know how good the Niners are. And by the way, Seattle looks like they're making huge strides, which nobody saw coming after trading away of Russell Wilson. I think it could be really hard for Jonathan Gannon year one, whereas Shane Steichen, I kind of look at the AFC South and think that division still feels more up for grabs to me. Well, you're just looking at the two, right? You said out of those or, two. Or, okay, yeah, well, out of those two. Me- but, no, I didn't know if you're looking at other new head coaches. But here's my question to you: What are you going to kind of gauge as success? Because I believe that the Cardinals have a better chance to make the playoffs than the Colts do next year. Well, he, yes, I agree with that. I, I would say this though: I look at what Doug Peterson did in one year in Jacksonville. He won the division, and he wins a playoff game. Now that look, Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl in Philadelphia. This was not a first-time head coach taking over. The guy. This is my point about hiring staffs. The guy's been there, done that, knows what he's doing, right? So like, that's why I look at it and I go, these first-time head coaches that we're getting in the league. And by the way, congratulations to all these first-time head coaches. But now, D'Amico Ryan's, Shane Steichen, Jonathan Gannon. Now people are going to go. It's not for long, NFL. If you can't put together a staff and show signs early. You don't get these four-year windows anymore to turn around programs and turn around teams. You're going to get two. Sometimes we see one, and guys are out. So, you know, I get it. These are exciting days, and I'm not trying to throw water on their fire, and they're so excited. But, man, it's not easy to turn teams around right away. Yeah, but two years ago, they were in the playoffs. Right, they lost the opener in the in the wild on Monday night to the Rams. So, I don't think they're that far away. I think that they could get – I don't think they can win the division. I think it's San Francisco's division to lose, whereas I do believe the Colts could potentially win the division because of the, how weak the teams are in there. You mentioned Doug Peterson. He did a great job this year. You know, it's amazing. Urban was one of the great college coaches of all time. Mm-hmm. It was an absolute dumpster fire in Jacksonville. You do have talent there, right? You had Trevor Lawrence. You had Travis Etienne. Both um, first-round picks, so it's not like the Jags were void of talent. I think the fact that you've got a quarterback in place in Arizona makes it a lot easier than it does in Indianapolis. Yeah, and again, they DeAndre Hopkins on the outside, and they do have some skilled players there in Arizona. J.J. Watts retiring, obviously, from the defense. We'll find out what that looks like. That's what Jonathan Gannon was known for. My only question would have been, if I was interviewing Jonathan Gannon, what would have been my first question today? What happened? The second half, Super Bowl. Well, you know, uh, they got us on that same play twice. Like, look, I know it's one game. It's one half because I thought Gannon did a pretty good job there with that defense. But the narrative around the sports world, at least the football world, is the defense is why the Eagles are not hoisting the Lombardi today. And that was Jonathan Gannon's defense. And you were given a 10-point halftime lead, and you couldn't hold on. Well, I'd like to object to that. Object. First of all, Kadarius Tony had a great punt return. That was on the special teams. That's true. The other thing is, and let's be real here, I didn't ha- I didn't have a bet on the game, but I was rooting for the Chiefs because I'm a huge Patrick Mahomes fan. Mm-hmm. But I thought if Jalen Hurts doesn't drop that football, we're not even talking about the, the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. I think Philly wins that game comfortably. Uh, There's a huge turning point in that first half that you're mentioning uh, when it was 14-7. Correct. Gave them seven points and then were tied. And they did score 10 unanswered. So a lot of people thought maybe, look, there's only been two teams to come back from second-half deficits of 10 or more points. 
It was Matt Ryan and the Falcons that blew that one, as we all know, to Tom Brady, and it was Sunday. And Jonathan Gannon was the defensive coordinator on Sunday. Now, you'll get the new coaches in new places very quickly. Sean Payton's the favorite right now, the shortest odds, of making it to the Super Bowl at 30-1. to 1. And then you look at Frank Reich, that'd be the second shortest at 55-1. to 1. Then we're looking at Gannon, 201. Steichen, 150-1. D'Amico Ryan's 200-1. I mean, they just don't have a lot of faith in those first-year guys. No, I think it's the situations they're in. But I'll tell you, for me, out of the five that you mentioned, three are in the AFC, two are in the NFC. I would look at both NFC teams just out of these five because I think the AFC is so daunting. All right, we'll talk talk about that and get back into college basketball when you come back with us right here on Big Bets on Visa. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VEASAN.com. Check the current betting splits data. Want to know the money and the bets are moving for every single game? Well, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see all the changes and all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action but future events as well. Betting splits are another way. VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. So, Maul, as we were mentioning in the last segment, yeah. it looks like the musical chairs for head coaches in the NFL has stopped. Five and done. Sean Payton in Denver. Jonathan Gannon today in Arizona. That was in the last 30 minutes. Shane Steichen this morning, Indianapolis. Frank Reich in Carolina. D'Amico Ryans in Houston. One on the surface that feels light to me. Like, if you told me the over-under for new coaches in the NFL – I probably would have said it about six, six and a half. And barring anything unforeseen, Andy Reid says he's coming back, right? I don't think any of the playoff participants are looking for new head coaches. We're done. And this is all, kids, with the news today of of Steichen and Gannon uh, leaving the Eagles to go to uh, Arizona and Indianapolis, respectively. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting. Uh, I think D'Amico Ryan's going to do a good job. They need, obviously, to draft what the quarterback position down in Houston. Mm-hmm. But, again, I think the NFC, if you were picking somebody out of these to win their conference or to get to the Super Bowl, you'd have to go with the two teams out of the NFC, the Cardinals or the uh, Carolina Panthers. Carolina's in the easiest division scenario there of all the teams. Uh, Sean Payton in the most competitive division in the AFC. Arizona with a tough division with San Francisco at the top, but I think they could finish second in that one. You know, I'm looking ahead to the futures market, and I see to win the Super Bowl next year, which conference? The AFC right now is minus $1.35. The NFC plus money, plus $1.10. Now, again, you, you can't – the Bengals and the, the Bills and the Chiefs, and they all can't get there, just one. Right. But that is interesting to me because we don't know – and, again, we don't know which team – and, by the way, just go back historically – you're going to get some surprise teams in the postseason next year that we're not talking about right now. I don't know where there's going to be. Will it be Frank Reich in Carolina? By the way, 55-1 to 1 for Carolina, 22-1 to 1 to win the NFC. You know, will it be Jonathan Gannon shocking the world, 100-1 to 1 to win the NFC, 200-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl, longest odds of the boards? You know, there's going to be some surprise teams. But at plus money for a conference when I know it's still going to be one-on-one, I, I kind of look at that and go, it might not be bad to take a flyer on the NFC at plus ten today. No, I don't disagree with you there at all. Right? Yeah, absolutely. You got a shot. You just never know how it's going to play out. Yeah, and, but still, and, it's not bad. And very quickly with the news now that the uh, the coaching carousel at least is settled, right? You got to put those staffs together. Sean Payton in Denver. 
And we're talking about Derek Carr, who, by the way, is going to be a free agent in officially 27 minutes. Tick, 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 tick for Derek Carr. Is, is Denver a team that we're going to go, you know what? Everybody trusted them last year, and they fell flat on their faces if you back the, the, the Broncos in that market. 17-1 to 1 to win the AFC, 30-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Will Sean Payton, the million-dollar question, which is going to be the million-dollar question for Jonathan Gannon with Kyler Murray, can he about face Russell Wilson next year? He has to. Otherwise, his tenure there in uh, Denver is going to go up in flames with Russ. That's it. Yeah. Joined at the hip. So, again, America, we are done with the head coaching searches here in the NFL unless something unforeseen happens with the uh, current incumbent coaches. But it looks like today with the news of Shane Steichen and Jonathan Gannon going to their respective teams that we are done there. Now the quarterback carousel will pick up once Derek Carr becomes a free agent here in about 25 minutes. Let's get back to the uh, to college basketball today. A couple games we have not touched upon yet. There is a top uh, 20 team in action, two tw- top 25 teams for that part. Providence right now 24 against Creighton uh, in Big East play. And right now both teams ranked. And we got a pick em scenario here at the – is it still the Dunkin' Donuts Center? Yes, it is. Okay. So if you like your coffee, you like your Dunkin' Donuts, uh, what do you think of Providence today at, at a pick em price? Uh, tough game here. Numbers come down. Not surprising because they're at home. Ed Cooley's team does a tremendous job. Quietly, probably the quietest team in the top 25. They've had a great year. I think because they lost so much talent from last year's team, it wasn't expected. Mm-hmm. This Creighton team can really score the basketball. This should be an interesting matchup. Uh, this is going to be a good conference tournament when we get to the Big East tournament. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be pretty open. I think there's a lot of different options there. By the way, it's now Amica Mutual Pavilion, no longer the Dunkin' Donuts What, Center. the Dunk is no more? It is not, but I don't think anybody else is calling that. One other thing, PC's 13-0 this year at home. 13-0? Mm-hmm. You mentioned the totals come down here, 140 yeah. and a half. So, again, we know Creighton likes to speed it up. They got, they're they going to think we got the better athletes to score. Providence said, cool, we might want to dummy this thing down a little bit and muddy the waters. What style of play do you see tonight? Well, it's going to be interesting. If you're Creighton, you want to push tempo. They won 73-67 in Omaha back in January. Which would put that right at 140. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, if you're if you're the Blue Jays, you want to get up and down McDermott's team. On the flip side, if you're PC – Want to make it more of a half-court game. You know you're going to defend better than the Blue Jays, but offensively, uh, creating the better team. All right, so maybe an in-game scenario there that you could look at? Yeah, if you get the high numbers. You know, we talked about yesterday in the Nuggets-Miami Heat game. Denver wins the game in a tight one. Largest lead was Miami 10, Denver 11. Could have gotten much better numbers sometimes. Yeah, certainly could have middled that one there with with the Heat coming up a little bit short, 112-108. That over did hit. That was 217.5 for that close yesterday in the NBA. Let's get back to the Big Ten in college basketball here. There's a couple interesting games here. Michigan on the road against Wisconsin. A down year for Bucky Badger, that's for sure. And I think Juwan Howard's squad shows you glimpses here and there, but really hard to figure out either one of these teams. Small number, just one at home. Small total, 132 here uh, for Big Ten basketball. What do you make of this one? Uh, I like Bucky Badger here at home. The question is, can they slow down Hunter Dickinson? If they can do that, I think they've got a great shot to win this basketball game. They're always tough at the Cole Center. Michigan's been inconsistent this year. This is another team that really needs this win. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to get in the tournament yet or not, but this is an important game for them, so we'll see what happens. They're sitting currently at 7th in the Big Ten. Um, right now, Wisconsin on the outside looking in for the NCAA tournament. Haven't had a great, great season at home. 7-4 and four overall. Generally, you're used to Wisconsin, maybe a single loss or two uh, throughout the course of a season. 
But if they can get on track here, uh, Hepburn's got to play well tonight if they're going to win this game. Again, a total of 132. So you do the math there. I got to get a game in the higher 60s mm-hmm. in order to cash those tickets if you want to back the over. Uh, what do you make of it? Because when you think of these two teams, you, you kind of think of maybe an ugly game here offensively. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're Wisconsin, um, you know, you want to make it a half-court game. Michigan, they're going to be relying on the three-point shot and Dickinson in the post. If you can slow down either one of those, I think you're Wisconsin. You've got a great chance to win. All right, so again, Wisconsin land one. Uh, Michigan, if you want to take the money on even there, and that price tag there, uh, a lower total there in the 130s. What about Illinois against Penn State? Because now, slightly higher total in the same conference in the Big Ten, 139.5. Penn State felt like early on in the year they were they were a trouble team. Now they're getting three against a Jekyll and Hyde team in their own with Brad Underwood in the fight in the Lion Eye. What do you make of this number three for Illinois on the road? Yeah, this is a tough spot for Penn State. Huge revenge game for the, uh, uh, excuse me, the Illini. They mm-hmm. lost at home in Champaign against Penn State earlier in the year, I think in December. Uh, Penn State's struggling. They've lost seven of their last 10 games um, at Purdue, at Nebraska, Wisconsin at home, at Maryland. So, you know, you had three road games there, but. Lost at Rutgers, again, lost at Wisconsin, lost to Purdue at home. They've got to get it back on track here. If they're going to have a push to make the NCAA tournament, starts with a win like this, this would be good for them. Jalen Pickett's got to play well tonight. Then you're at Minnesota, at Ohio State. Those are winnable games. Rutgers at home. They could potentially be in a scenario where they could win five out of their last six. Um, At Northwestern, it'll be tricky, but this is an important, important game for them. If they can win this game and then get on a run, uh, winning against Rutgers and at Northwestern, I think they're going to make the big dance. So maybe that revenge spot tonight. A lot of people don't like laying, laying points on the road yeah. in conference, but it could be a scenario where that could be advantageous today. Yeah, Illinois, it, look, Funk was unbelievable in that game against Illinois. They got off to a fast start. They had separation just before halftime. And then in the second half, the Illini could just never make that push because Pickett, Lundy, and Funk were all knocking down shots. If, you, if you're the Illini here, you got to get off to a fast start. This Penn State team, when they play from out in front, is a little bit more difficult. Shannon and Mayer have got to play well here tonight if they're going to win this one. All right, very quickly before we come back in the last segment, we're talking about some Major League Baseball awards. I just saw something that would, which was fascinating. We talked about it with Ben Falks yesterday. There was a wager, a same-game parlay, and I believe it was a, around a $500 bet that cashed over, I think it was ten grand or something, somewhere in there. We had Sky Moore scoring a touchdown, and there was Kelsey. I can't remember the other. Uh, Kadarius Tony, et cetera. Sky Moore is the answer to a trivia question now. Name me the only wide receiver in the history of the NFL to score his first career touchdown in the Super Bowl for the winning team in the Super Bowl. It would be Sky Moore. Zero regular season or playoff touchdowns gets number one in the Super Bowl. They win the game, and certainly in that uh, four-way parlay, what a huge hit. How do you see that coming? That, that Sky Moore is going to be the guy to finally break through in the biggest game of his life. Well, I also think you got tremendous odds with him in it, right? It yeah. changes the dynamic of the bet itself. So that's interesting. All right. So, again, I, I look at that when we get to the draft talks here. Remember, that was a, a, a late pick there for the, for the Chiefs. It certainly proved to be advantageous this year and helped them win on Super Sunday. When we come back. It is officially baseball season. We talked about some of the quirky rules that they're going to do this year in in, uh, in perpetuity. We'll talk about some awards that we might like out there as we look at the baseball landscape. Come on back. It is Big Bets here on Visa. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. 
Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
Sports fans, as the football season ends, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be for basketball and hockey. Bet Rivers has you covered for every line, odd, and boost. Join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Saturday Hockey Same Game Parlay Bet and Get, weekly pro basketball bet and gets, and much more. So check out BetRivers.com, download the Bet Rivers app. It is a whole new ball game. Breaking news. We said it. It came to fruition. Derek Carr, your service is no longer required here in Las Vegas. He has officially been cut, released from Las Vegas. So we got new coaches today, the trading places going on in the NFL. And I got to think now, and they did that to beat the deadline. They had to cut him before, uh, what is it, uh, 4 o'clock Eastern. Mm-hmm. So they avoid that big uh, salary hit they would have taken if, that had, if he had still been on the roster. Now, Derek Carr got what he wanted. He wanted out. He played hardball. Yeah. You're not trading me. I'm not going to exercise my no or you know relieve you of the no trade clause that I have. That's why I have the no trade clause. I will determine where I go. Derek Carr right now, it's like honeymoon in Vegas, baby. He's looking for a new suitor. So I don't know where he's going to go, but I do have to think New Orleans right now. They're probably already on the phone with Dennis Allen. It'd be interesting to see where he winds up. But it was oh, the other thing that surprised me was people were like, well, you know, he's, n- he's not going to waive his no trade. It, nobody ever sits there and goes, well, you know, the team paid his salary. So why would he waive his no trade clause? I, I don't get that. That's why you have that in the, in the contract. 100%. So, I, yeah, I don't get on Derek Carr and go, you should have done right by the Raiders. He's like, hey, they don't want me anymore. So, clearly, this is the, we, we saw the writing on the wall. This was coming. And the Raiders, then it just became a, about a money move for them. Why would they keep him on the roster? and then have to pay him all this money only to know that before we get to training camp and beyond, he's not going to be a part of this team. I'm excited about this. See if the Raiders can screw up the draft some more like they have for the last half a dozen years. Also, if the little hoodie can actually coach. So you think this is Josh McDaniels now saying, I didn't want Derek Carr, Uh, Mark Davis, trust me. Because now this puts the Raiders in play. If they don't get A.A. Ron, who we believe is going on this four-day darkness trip starting today, They could be in play for a quarterback, and this gets back to our debate about how many first-round quarterbacks will be taken in the NFL draft. They're not taking a guy in the first round, but I'll tell you a name that you haven't brought up that I think might be coming to the Raiders. Tim Tebow. (laughs) The little hoodie drafted him, right? He did. He he was smarter than everybody else. In the first round with Denver. And that's what I said. It only takes one. It only takes one executive to fall in love with X quarterback to get to that fifth quarterback in the Fair first enough, round. But there's one less draft pick in the first round this year. And also I don't think everybody else is drunk or high in the first round. <laughs> the Raiders are looking for a new quarterback unless Listen, they got a great team present. They're not going to be making those dumb decisions, taking Cleveland Farrell. Let me tell you right now, when Cleveland Farrell got the call, he had to find his cell phone. He had no idea where his cell phone was because nobody expected to call him that early in the day. They're not going to battle with Jared Stidham as the starting quarterback, are they? He was okay. He was, he was bad. okay. But, I mean, that's not plan. They continue to go to battle with that defense every week. So what difference does it make if you're inept offensively? Don't know if Josh Jacobs is coming back. We know Derek Carr's not coming back. Boy, it, times are a-changing out here in the desert. All right, let's get to Major League Baseball because right now I, I know people are going to go – Hey, do we want to take a dip into the futures market? Because you look at it and go, well, these seem like some pricey numbers when you look at, say, AL MVP. Some would say, I won't say who, that this is now the Shohei Otani Award. This is officially Shohei or bust. And that you can make an argument that Shohei Otani should just win this every year because nobody in baseball can do what Shohei Otani does. That's not the way I look at it. I, I get the argument. I do. And he's the clear-cut favorite here to win AL MVP at 2-1. to one. 
There is uh, Judge and Trouty Fish tied up at plus 450. I look down the road a little bit, and I look at Vlad Guerrero at 12 to 1. There's a guy that a couple years ago had ridiculous numbers when they did give it to Shohei, and he didn't win it. Yep. Could you look at Vlad and what looks like a lineup that gives him some protection and think that that's a better number than Shohei at, say, 2-1? to one? Yeah, absolutely, because the one concern you have with Shohei is if he gets an injury pitching, then all of a sudden he's out of the lineup offensively as well. So, uh, obviously, he can do things that other people are not doing, but at the same time, there's a greater risk of injury. And in baseball, I think with pitchers, that's always something you have to consider. Uh, I would not take Aaron Judge at 4.5-1. to one. Julio Rodriguez, I love this kid's an absolute star. Uh, Jordan Alvarez, another guy you have to consider with Houston, eleven to one. But Vladdy Jr. at twelve to one, I agree with you, Dave. I think it's the best price of the six guys up there at the top. That's the only one that jumped out to me. And again, getting back to that Shohei debate, is that a fair debate for people to have that that have Shohei Otani tickets? It's just go look, you know, unless Judge pitches. Like, well, how, how do we have a rational conversation? Because I look at it and I go, well, if Trout's healthy, he's Arguably one of the best, excuse me, defensive center fielders in the game. I get choked up about Trouty. Like, defense does matter. So, other guys are not devoid of defense. But Shohei just does a different position as a pitcher that the other guys just don't do. Well, if that were the case, then uh, Nolan Arenado would have won the MVP every year because he's the best defensive third baseman I've ever seen. Yep. And he also is always hit for average power in RBIs. So, so why me, do we why do we almost discount certain guys for their defense? But for Shohei, because he's a pitcher, it's it's the end all be all in the conversation. Because they got to acquiesce. Because they're like, oh Shohei, give me a break. You know what? I don't even think you should be considered. Who's the last MVP to win on a losing team? Eighty-seven Andre Dawson with the Cubs. I mean, to me. If your team is not in contention, putting up numbers, there's a big difference in hitting a free throw with three seconds left in a basketball game than three seconds into a basketball game with 11.57 left in the first quarter. And with Otani, when was the last time the Angels played a relevant game? Been a minute. I mean, look, I, that's, that's the debate. Because we don't know what the Angels are going to look like. Look, if they're better, then both Trout and Otani could be guys that we're talking about deep into the summer. But they have not been relevant as a team. So where would the Yankees have been last year without Judge on that team? Oh, my goodness. Right? He was the most valuable player. I, I, I mean, just because. And I agree with it. I thought he, sh he was the rightful winner of it. And, again, so, so go back to So should Gordy Lockbaum have won the Heisman over <laughs> Bo Jackson because he was a two-way player at Holy Cross? Plus 450 if you think Judge can repeat. It's going to be tough because, again, we get voter fatigue very quickly in these things. I mean, Trout's got to stay healthy. Otani's got to stay healthy. Um I think Julio Rodriguez is the best young player in baseball. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., though, to me, is interesting. And Jordan Alvarez has got power for days, so this would be interesting. I, I don't think Ramirez is a guy just because I don't think the Guardians can be able to duplicate the season they had last year. Yep. Seager's an interesting one, but Texas is not as hitter-friendly as it used to be when they played at the ballpark, so it would be, be a challenge there. Let's go to the National League MVP, take a look at some of these numbers. So, again, we understand how why those shorter favorites are in the American League. But in the senior circuit – the, the, sh the shortest number is Juan Soto at five to one. So again, that's like, you're already going to the fourth guy in, in the American league. You got Mookie there at nine to one Tatis. It's going to be a tough who? one. Sorry. go ahead. It's going to be a tough one for voters to overlook Tatis and the suspension. And like, I, I do think again, these are voted on awards that I don't know what type of numbers he'd have to have for us to overlook the fact that he got caught cheating. Well, I, I love Juan Soto. He's a tremendous player. Uh, he's 5-1. to one. I think mm -hmm. it's a little bit too short. Mookie Betts, he's a plus-plus defender. He's unbelievable what he can do. 
Fernando Tatis Jr. at nine to one. Who made this line? Bernard Madoff. <laughs> I mean, this is a joke. Are you kidding me? Goldie's the MVPs ten to one. Freddie Freeman. I think the problem with Freeman is he's a great, great player, but he's got so many other guys in that lineup could take away from him. I love Ronald Acuna Jr. He's tremendous, twelve to one. But to me, this is the guy right here who's the most underrated player in baseball, and I think he's a top five player, and that's Trey Turner. Wow. He hits for average. He puts pressure on you defensively. He's, he can make plays defensively. He can do a lot of different things. I, I think he's a very dangerous player. Machado also on that's that Padres the one for me. 15 to At 15 to 1, man, he sticks out. Look, I love the polar bear, Pete Alonso, as a Met fan. But if you're giving me those guys at 15 to 1, Austin Riley's also at 15 to 1. Machado's the guy because the defense. But again, I, I do value the defense. I do take that into account when we're talking about most valuable. I don't think anybody does, though. From I know. The, they don't give the credit because, like I said, when you look at Nolan, the guy's won a gold glove every year he's been in the league. And he's 18 to 1. Yeah. So, like, if the offensive numbers, I, I, we knew the numbers wouldn't be the same from Colorado when you go to St. Louis State for a guy like Arenado. But for me, Machado's the guy. If, if the Padres challenge, and I know these are individual awards, and this question comes up every single year. But if the Padres push the Dodgers this year, which they should if Tatis is back to being Tatis, you got three guys on the Padres on the shorter side of the numbers here to win MVP, right? So their big three is as good as anybody's. Machado would be the one I take the fire out of 15-1. I just don't think Tatis, with the stigma that's going to be associated with his name, is going to be really in play at that price tag. Yeah, the problem with Tatis is he could probably drive in 100 runs, but he could be liable for 300 defensively. I mean, this guy's horrific defensively. Nobody wants to call it out, and I think the Padres realize Kim's a much better defender at short than Fernando Tatis Jr. is. you got to move him to the outfield. Wow. So, again, it seems like they don't. the voters don't seem to take into the defense as much as I think you and I would, and that's why we might play a guy like Machado or Arenado versus some guys that just mash and don't do it defensively. You know, think about how good Manny is defensively. He's it's unbelievable. Third base is not even his natural position, right? right. Shortstop, but he's got an arm. He get, that ball gets hit in the foul territory, and he can just whip that over there. He's so good. If he bats 300, he goes, you know, 25 and 100. He's got a shot, I think. I think so, too. So look at those Padres. But, again, we're going to steer clear of Tatis and maybe look at uh, Machado at 15 to 1. Um, all good stuff. We'll find out if Derek Carr has a new home by the time we speak tomorrow back here on Big Bets. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.